four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm Tanner and joining me today is... Uh, please turn off your cell phone, Eric. What up? <laughs> I do what I want. And for the last time, no flash photography, Jake. Oh man, hey there, hi there, ho there. And sir, I I think you're in the wrong seat and I have to ask you to move. Brock? Brock? Just throw him out. Brock? Oh yeah, let's just throw him out of here. Brock, <laughs> oh, get out. God. Get you're out, done. Brock. So, <laughs> Brock is not with us today. He is doing something. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, he's not here. That's all that matters. I feel like this episode is going to be half as long without Brock here because we're missing <laughs> to ramble. Well, both his ramblings <laughs> and us giving him shit about it. Like, accounts for like oh, yeah. a really awkwardly high amount of our content. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's be honest. Oh, we're still going to rip on him even when he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are right now, Brock Gabbard, um, and I mean this sincerely, fuck you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was going to say, I hope you're having fun and that it's enough fun to make me, uh, to make uh, missing being able to defend <laughs> yeah. yourself uh, worth it. <laughs> um, and also, before we get started, a little bit of uh, a little bit of excitement uh, on the day we are recording. I would like to wish a very happy birthday to our very own Eric Hand. Uh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. All right, ready, Tanner? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Eric. Happy birthday to you. You still vote for your, your idea. Are you two? Are you three? You don't are you keep four? Are you five? <laughs> yeah, baby. 33 down, like seven to go. All right. Oh. Climate change. <laughs> oh, no. It's funny because it's true. All right. <laughs> All right, T-Money, what are we doing today? Today we are talking about stage shows again, stage and stunt shows. Uh, two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The squeak. We intentionally the saved this squeak. one for when Brock was not here since he doesn't have a degree in theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had to make sure he wasn't here to yeah. talk about We knew he should be part of this one. Yeah, something he absolutely knows nothing about. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Obviously, I'm excited. I love uh, I love stage shows. They're one of the the coolest uh, parts of of going when they're good. Um, Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, Disney always pours a lot of money into it. Make sure you know the, the the quality is is right up there with sort of like you know the the Broadways. Of the world and it's uh, it's exciting, and uh, I'm I don't know. Are you guys ready to pitch? You just get into this. Yeah, yeah I think I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm not obviously. I'm not as well versed in theater as you guys are, but uh, hopefully, I can keep up. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't think you need to be like super. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get too uh, <laughs> into <laughs> the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people would enjoy that. That's true. True podcast. All right, Eric. Who is pitching first uh, today? Tanner will be pitching first. All right. All right. So my new stunt show is going to take place on the planet of Batu in Ooh. Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars. A new entertaining droid fighting ring has uh, come to the planet as people watch awesome. fa- world famous battling droids in the style of like battle bots taking place in a bunch of different battles where we combine like pyrotechnics with uh, actual like controlled droid robots fighting each other in different ways and use of like projections for lasers and stuff hosted by a. L- lovable but scummy host uh kind of running this like circus of droids that fight each other (laughs) nice hell yeah dude (laughs) yeah that sounds sick thank you yeah that's pretty cool and next up we got jake all right so for my pitch i was thinking um one of one great type or genre of stage show that you see um, in the real world is magic shows. Mm. And while Disney does rely a lot on magic techniques and illusion techniques in their stage shows, they don't have a straight up just magic show. So my idea was I was calling it the Enchanted Ensemble, but obviously we can come up with a better name. Um, I was thinking it would be a stage show host or hosted and starring all of the magical characters in Disney. We're looking at Yen Sid, Merlin, Sorcerer, Mickey. Um, and I would like to see them all come together to kind of put on like a magic show using, you know, Disney's cool stage uh, techniques and projection mapping and all that stuff, but also real illusion. Like if you went and saw like Penn and Teller or somebody Mm. like that. Um, And I would like it to be kind of plot based, I'm thinking. And maybe then that would give us an opportunity for some bad guys to take over the show. Like maybe Ursula, um, you know, being the sea witch. Um, I think it would be, I think it could be a lot of fun. So that's my quick pitch for that. The Enchanted Ensemble. I love it. I love magic shows. Yes. So good. I got to see Siegfried and Roy before the tiger went crazy. Nice. Very good. How was that? (laughs) It was really good. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I love magic shows, too. Uh, Ah. All right. Well, I guess I'm up next. Um, Yeah. So my pitch is the Fiesta de los Muertos, uh, sort of taken from the Coco universe. Nice. Um, it would. God, I don't have the guy's name written down because I take terrible notes. But it would be uh, <laughs> hosted by the the father that the the has been taken. This is like set after Coco. It's not like in the universe of the story of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. Uh, I, I kind of view it more as a review and less of a plot based thing. I don't necessarily. <laughs> see like a villain coming in to, to throw things out of whack but it would just be like a very stylized representation of you know Latinx culture with some mm-hmm. mariachi bands some acrobatics um, and it would be you know I was be cool to set it in dinner theater 
Uh, I was thinking kind of like a, you know, you go in, you have a, a cool traditional Mexican meal, and uh, this is just really cool, bright, neon, vibrant um, show that uh, celebrates that culture. Um, yeah. So that is that is my pitch. Nice. Um, uh, but before we get there, I have absolutely no thoughts on where this goes. <laughs> so, well, I was actually thinking the Mexico Pavilion might be a good spot for it. Yeah, the Mexico Pavilion could be a really yeah. good spot for it. Um, yeah. We'll um, see when we get there. Yeah. I was thinking, like, uh, Epcot as well, but, like, in Norway. Would be fun. <laughs> just, like, there yeah. as well. Yeah. And Coco. Yeah. It's just in, in Brazil because they have no idea what is actually going on. And they're like, this is right. vaguely Latin, so let's go. Close enough. <laughs> um, sweet. So does that take us to Q&A? <laughs> that does. Excuse me. So my first question, Eric, just to verify, you said it's hosted by the dad. Did you mean the great grandpa? The, yeah, with the, Hector the or Hector? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, the, I guess that would be the great grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So Tanner, this show, um, is it going to be the same thing every time, or is it going to be like? Every time you go, there's different droids fighting each other, and you're not sure what the outcome is going to be. I'd like it to be more of the latter with, like, they develop a wide enough roster of droids where you can have different scenarios going on. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. sick. If like every time it was different and like there's new robots and stuff coming in that you haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I was worried about like <laughs> this being considered droid cruelty, so I wanted to put it out there. This is more like Pokemon rules, where like they want to be there, they want to do what they're doing. <laughs> Nobody like the droids don't die. No, okay. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> like, I was thinking that too. Like, like in universe, <laughs> in universe, they're happy. This is what they yeah. like to do. They're not being that's forced what they were built into, for. Like, that's their a purpose. Droid fighting ring. <laughs> <laughs> like you see a droid try to escape, and somebody like kills it. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that'd be kind of no. It wouldn't be fun. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, let's like vaguely simulate like animal fighting with droids. Yeah, yeah. I was the, thinking of cock fighting the whole time. I think you were that talking. would be an enjoyable family experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and what I like about it too is the theming. Like, I feel like that would exist in the Star Wars universe. Like, that's got to exist oh, somewhere in the seedy like underbelly that. of the Star Wars yeah. universe. You know, somewhere on Coruscant, just like in some back alley, this is just yeah, absolutely all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, okay, so I cool. kind of thought Batu kind of seemed like the type of planet too, where like yeah, absolutely. At, at that Black would be Spire some form of entertainment they would have come up with. Batu seems yeah. like the kind of planet that does this, <laughs> like the the way that you're talking about, a little more yeah. family friendly. And we're not mm-hmm. talking like the super back alleys of Tatooine, like where the Hut Cartel. Yeah. Where they are yeah. definitely forcing the robots to fight yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and somebody's snorting a line of crushed up death sticks <laughs> off the top of an R2 unit. <laughs> I, I guess we can go this way, too. <laughs> Get your death sticks, order your death sticks, and you can actually snort them in the middle of <laughs> It is actually cocaine. Um, Colored so blue. I have, <laughs> I have a question for Jake. Yeah. Um, so when you're, I, I love the idea of theming this around the story. Can you walk us through a little bit more about what where your head's at with that? Sure. I mean, so I was hoping you guys might be able to help me a bit with the story, but I was thinking that maybe the story is um, Sorcerer Mickey has brought us in to teach the audience about magic, and there could be some fun like interaction of, and, you know, kids love it where it's like, wave your hands and shout the magic word, and then something happens, and it's like, oh, you weren't loud enough, and do it again. So they're teaching us about magic and illusion, and maybe they could show us how some, like, basic tricks are done. Like... I, I know I mentioned them before, but Penn and Teller are some of my favorite entertainers. And I love part of their shtick is they show how some of their tricks are done. And then even though despite them showing how it was done, they do it again. And it's like, I still don't get it. Like, it was still magical. So it might be cool to show kids, like, you can even do magic and teach them some simple tricks and then do some of the big tricks. Um and then maybe we could have an opportunity for Ursula or Dr. Facilier, like I said, to interrupt the show and like, oh, here's the dark side of magic, you know, something yeah. kind of like that. I had, yeah. you know, fully thought out the show, but no, absolutely. And I, and I like the idea, like, especially if it's like an ensemble of heroes to begin with, maybe bring in both of them. I don't see why it has to be one or the yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. I had another follow-up question for Jake. Yeah. Uh, You used the term real illusions. Uh, I wanted to know which illusions are real and what's the difference between a real illusion and real magic. I guess I was thinking, you know, like... And will um, you incorporate I, real re, magic? Re, real was a was a bad word to use. I don't know enough about magic to know the correct terms. I was thinking like a physical illusion, like the cup and balls trick, where it's all about sleight of hand, versus magic that is simply happening from projection mapping. Yeah. I'm you just know. teasing. Okay. <laughs> but no, that's a good question. I should clarify what I was trying to say. But will we also be re- using real magic in the... Oh, absolutely! Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're we're gonna have to go over to a Harry Potter world at Universal and steal mm, some, yeah, uh, and steal, steal some, some of that. Yeah, yeah. good cross. <laughs> steal some I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tanner, are you thinking this could maybe be along the lines of, say, the um, we've talked about it before, medieval times, where it's like you kind of take a side when you go in, or is there going to be a definite bad guy and a definite good guy, like in like professional wrestling? I think I think we do a little of like I think I pictured it more as like bad guys and good guys, okay, like less like y- you get to pick your own side is kind of what I. Okay. Pictured from what you get with these guys. But I think we could also discuss the merits of doing, like, maybe the story of the show could be a tournament gotcha. of them. So, like, you're not just getting stuff. I think that would be an interesting way Okay. to kind of, like, create. And, like, the story is designed so you're wanting to follow specific ones to okay. win. Yeah. Um, Eric. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We'll get back there. Tanner. Okay. 
is it possible to have like a reloadable game card with fake credits so that we can bet on <laughs> you got to bring gambling in <laughs> i love gambling and I, Honestly. and I want to do it at the Disney parks in a way that I was kind allow. of thinking that it would be funny to have something with credits, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely could be fun to, like, you could, like, bet credits and then, like, pay your credits, though, to give a boost to, like, oh, certain yeah. droids and stuff I think would be a fun way That'd be kind of to cool, kind yeah. of incorporate that. That would be sweet. I just want to, yeah. damn it, I want to gamble on <laughs> Disney property. Uh, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Jake, you had a question. There's just like a little gift shop afterwards <laughs> where you can get yeah. really shitty things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get space Tootsie Rolls for 500 <laughs> credits. <laughs> so, Eric... Your yeah. show is is the focus of your show like teaching about Day of the Dead or Latina culture or what is kind of the the focus here? I think it's more Latinx culture in general, uh, using okay. the the Day of the Dead aesthetic as an in that everybody understands. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, obviously, I think the Day of the Dead is part of it because you know mm-hmm. talking about you know ancestral respect and and things like that but um it's mostly uh, a showcase for things like arts of that are you know indigenous to the area like i was saying mariachi and you know certain kinds of like the dances and stuff right um so it's it's more like a yeah a, a showcase of of latinx culture than it is specifically that Okay. Okay. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. My only worry is, uh, you know, I don't, know, I don't know what three white guys are going to bring to a discussion about that, but we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll get I like chips we'll, and salsa. Yeah. <laughs> Long, but it has to be mild salsa. I can only oh, handle yeah. the mild. I don't really like the cheese enchiladas. When they start getting with the meats, it's a little crazy. Yeah. yeah and I've got to add sour cream to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. My skin is the color of sour cream right now. <laughs> smooth and creamy. <laughs> smooth, smooth and delicious. <laughs> Take a lick, boys. It's my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm ready to vote. Yeah, I think I can vote, too. I have, too. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. I'll go first. I heard Jake first. Okay. <laughs> so I am Thanks super into all that. of these ideas. Um, I will have to say, though, the one that got me the most excited in my loins would be the Droid Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, have I mean, to go. I mean, yeah, I'm, I just have I'm to not, go for it. I'm not flaccid when I think about it. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brock's not here to yell at us when we make those kind of jokes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Like I said, I I love both of your ideas. Eric, you kind of, though, at the end touched on my main concern of extending this into our full episode topic is 
I don't know how much I have to actually like bring <laughs> about uh, like the culture that won't be. No, this is this pitch was I don't think ever intended like as a vote for me pitch. This is more yeah. like a this is a thing I think would be cool if they implemented. Oh, and absolutely, I think, agree. It's I a think great it has idea. A ton, a ton of value to bring in socially. I don't really think we should talk about it. Yeah. I think we've talked about the outline of what we should talk about. Yeah, exactly. And then hand it over to uh, theater creators who actually know what yeah. to do with it. I really uh, want Jake- nachos now, though. I think that might be what I have for lunch today. So thanks for that. I'm going to the Tiki Bar today. Never been excited about it. Oh, I it. haven't been yet either. You're going to have to report back on how it is. Yeah, I will. All right, Tanner, so I'm guessing you're voting for Jake's then. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Jake. I also just, I love the idea of, like, incorporating, like, actual, real (laughs) illusions into the parks. And, like, that type of magic on the level that Disney could do, they could get some really great performance. I think that'd be fun. And I also kind of really like the idea of like letting kids on in on some of the magic, I think would make it an enticing show. Yeah, absolutely. Where you're like, Oh, I get to know a little secret. Yeah. From Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey showed me his little secret. (laughs) Wow. Now I'm not flaccid when I think of either of them. <laughs> Man. Aaron, uh, to be fair, that's not a word I would have ever used to describe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think of Eric, I think of like him always just being like a just like a little hard. Just like a little, just, just a little just bit. Like a little when I said I was ready to vote, that was a lie. They're both great, and I don't know what to do. Because, um, like, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the magic show is fucking incredible. It's, uh, and it has, there's a lot to talk about there, and I want to vote for it. And then there's the droid thing, which is just so wholly unique that there's like this giant canvas for us to paint on and I want to vote for it too. And it's really shitty because they're both great. Um, so today I am going to vote for the droid fight club. All right. Hey, that's what I voted for, man. Like, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm not, I'm not, there's no hard feelings. I just want you to know, Jake, that your idea is incredible. No, I, I'm like, honestly, I think I would rather talk about the Detroit Fight Club anyway. <laughs> there's just so like we can. There's just so much that we can imprint on this idea, and like yeah, absolutely, because it's so yeah. new. I, I, yeah. I, really I will like. be honest. It is also it is a completely open slate because I don't have like very many like major specifics so here's right. to talk about is, with it. So I kind of. And, like, we can build this, I think, together from the ground up with the idea. So here's some things to pull from the Q&A section that I think would be, like, a good entry point is that this is more of a tournament that there's, like, we'll call it to start with 32 different robots or something in Mm -hmm. brackets of 16 that are going through. And, like, 
is, uh, but so here's the here's the complication with that. Are all of these happening at one time so that we see the entire tournament unfold in front of us over the course of one show? Or is this more of like a wrestle, like we're seeing individual fights and then they're moving on in the story so that you would have to come back and see them win? Yeah, so my initial thought was we do like... I want, like, an array of, like, 32 droids, but I think the story of each show, if you will, is a tournament consisting of maybe, like, eight Okay. of them. So you're saying, like, four That's fights? Cool. Uh, like, and so each day is, like, the unique, like, uh, the Batu Droid Battle Championship tournament yeah. uh, is a name off the top of my head <laughs> uh, and like they can pull like eight of these and like with that group you can have enough different storylines where you're getting different interesting matchups every yeah. time oh yeah absolutely or as many times as like a guest will go and lo- really logically remember what types of things they saw yeah I think for that we probably want to cut it down to four so three yeah. total fights four robots mm-hmm. uh, in like an array of 32 just so that like because those introductions can get kind of long and I don't know if we want to yeah. go above like 45 minutes to an hour with it um, yeah so that would just be my yeah. thought just to mm-hmm. simplify we have 30 we have this WWE roster of 32 <laughs> robots. Uh, some have like good guy arcs some have bad guy arcs we get to see three fights every day like semifinals finals and then yeah, right. um, yeah and that also rotate. kind of gives like I think you can kind of go with this storyline of like they have been battling through this tournament yeah and like you've come on the day of the finals of it yeah uh, to watch the last couple rounds and like I kind of like jumping over to the queue a little bit, like kind of giving like, uh, like maybe in like a waiting room, like there are little like descriptions of each of these droids oh, to kind of yeah. get like kids and like s- people excited about like, who are we going to see today? And like, yeah. <laughs> it can be a little like a uh, little meta too, because like in the mm-hmm. descriptions of like the droids, it can self reference back like, the actual fights that have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's like this off chance that somebody <laughs> actually saw that and is then experiencing it, like the repercussions of that. Now it's not like a high mm-hmm. chance because you're filtering so many people through, but right. it doesn't super matter because you're giving a backstory and then mm-hmm. you are running the risk or, or running the chance of having somebody have like a really incredible experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And so I think that's, that would be cool. <laughs> I would flip my shit if I came back like a year later and they were like t- talking about like a, <laughs> like the championship that I had seen live. Yeah. Before. <laughs> It'd be cool too. If they had like a big screen and they could show like high highlight clips, like from over the year yeah. of some like cool things mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. Fuck so I yes. guess then I, I think that would be great cuz then you'd have like an unlimited not unlimited but a huge combination and a huge number of various combinations that you can do of droids. Mm-hmm. So the show mm-hmm. is always fresh and unique, which is something that Disney shows could use a little more of sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um that being said, are we thinking that 
the outcomes of these shows would be fixed secretly, like behind the scenes? Or is this like we straight up don't know what's going to happen? My initial thought was that they would be uh, predetermined on like what's going to happen, but there are enough scenarios. So it's not always like droid buzz, always beach droid rocks or something like that. So like, Obviously, with, like, incorporating some special effects stuff, you're going to need to know right, what's happening. But in the world of it, I think we presented as, like, we don't know, which is solidified by there being so many options of the show people could see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting, like, a very strong pro-wrestling vibe off of that, yeah. that the build-up to it, right? Mm-hmm. Where we kind of know who's going to win. But we need we need that so that we can set up the cool moves and things like that. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So then my next question, uh, I guess, that I'm just thinking through, are, are we talking real battling robots like on the old TV show? Or are these going to be more like props that are combinations of animatronics and puppets and people in costumes type thing? That is what I was, like, 50-50 on and wanted to get some thoughts on as far as, like, what we thought. Because, like, the practical side of me is, like, yeah, they probably need to be more animatronic, like, that. But I really like them to be functioning battle bots as well. <laughs> right. I like that that'd be kind of cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I guess, initially. I think... It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I also want them to be battle bots. <laughs> right. Um, I guess there's so like could be, pros and cons for each. Yeah. You know? I feel like if they if they were like full robots, that would be the coolest experience. Yeah. Um, and if anybody lot, has the budget up for that, it would be Disney. It would be Disney. Who I, I yeah yeah man Disney. I man. think I think in our blue sky they function as. The, the downside, robots. though, yeah. I think the the con, though, is because the movies use droids that are combinations of animatronics, human mm-hmm. in costumes, and puppetry, having real animatronics or just real robots won't look as Star Wars-ish. Yeah. You know? Like, real robots never mm-hmm. look as impressive as what we see in Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe. And to get them to the level where they would, they might be too expensive to have them out punching each other. Yeah, um, fair. I mean, if you we know? add... So, I think if we, if we're, if we add the human element, if there's, like... These are, like, really sophisticated droid costumes... Mm-hmm. Like that, that look like real droids, but there's like somebody in them, or I don't know. That could allow us like a little more motor functionality that the robot like would give yeah. over an animatronic, at least. Right. Well, I'm thinking uh, yeah. too, like the new Mickey heads and the Muppets were doing this way back in the 90s, where it's like the head is an animatronic. So even though. It's a costume. Mm-hmm. Somebody off stage is controlling the mouth and the eyes and everything. So maybe yeah. it could be something like that. You know, I kind of like that. Uh, the more we talk about it is like very detailed costumes to make them look like droid beings. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably the way to go also. So we can get some more interesting, like, stunt work. Right. I think yeah. into it, I think that opens up a lot of possibilities for interesting stunt-type stuff uh, yeah. to be timed out more than maybe yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking the to, robot to, would be. To clarify, not have like having a person in a costume, this wouldn't be like, it wouldn't mean all of the droids were humanoid. It would be yeah. like with the Muppet creature shop where, you know, you can't tell that there's a person inside of it. Yeah, they might exactly. be like in a weird crouching position, and mm-hmm. you know, so some of these are going to look like R two units. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just sorry, I keep going back to the R two unit. I'm just picturing if somebody took an R two unit and like tricked it out to make it a battle droid, so it had like big like monster truck tires and like <laughs> you know, like it looks like one be one of our droids. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of people just finding, like, old droids on the street and repurposing them to become <laughs> paddle droids. Yeah. R2 uh. destroy. <laughs> R doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and I think that's part of the fun, too. It's like you have some that look like very advanced, like, humanoid types, and then you have, like, fighting like an r2 unit type droid i think that's interesting and strange and fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i i think we could have some opportunities for some funny moments like you know in professional wrestling you always have the bikini chick that comes out holding up the sign that says round two maybe we have like a a gonk droid roll through with a little sign that says like round two and it just kind of like drives across the stage (laughs) you know um yeah in a different day and age, I would have pitched C-3PO in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Doing that th- awkward C-3PO yeah, walk, th- he like waddles across I the stage. We're, clunk, 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 clunk. past that being an option. And that's good. Yeah, he's a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense in universe, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> C-3PO works at the space airline now. Oh. It's really? like trying to put Rex out there. <laughs> no, man, I would never put Rex out there. Rex has got a duty to fulfill. He's got it's trips to Endor. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bus. He's a DJ now. <laughs> I'm glad they kept him in. I'm still upset about the Star Tours switch, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like why? That. Why couldn't they just keep Captain Rex? I don't know. <laughs> or, or is he still on the Star Tours? He is no, not. It's no, a see, C-3PO. that's what it, that's what Tanner was referencing. Three PO oh, is the new pilot on Star Tours. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but after years, they sides. finally brought Rex back as a DJ in the yeah. Club. He's in yeah. he's in Bat Two now. Man. Man, man, man. Yeah. Well, he's going to be a droid in our droid fight club. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been fired. He could, he could be DJing there, too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have... So, uh, part of what I... Uh, you know, the story that I'm seeing is, like, an MC of sorts, a large mm-hmm. video screen for us to talk a little bit about these droid stories and some highlights mm-hmm. of their experiences do we have an in-universe mc in mind or yeah you said you had like a sleazy game show host type character right tanner yeah that's kind of what i had uh in terms of when i didn't think uh 
I'm not super well versed in the like Star Wars extended universe uh, canon. It's not uh, canon anymore. They they <laughs> they ripped it up. When they did the sequels, they're like all the extended universe stuff isn't real anymore. Well, I'm not familiar with Disney's uh, canon either. <laughs> I think like, an original character would be fun. Stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just kind of picturing like kind of like a lot of the people on Batu seem kind of like a little like underhanded at times. They're willing oh, yeah. to like do sure. money. So like not like an outright like a mean fight club promoter, but kind of like this guy who uh, <laughs> just hosts this. And especially if we do go with like this, you can gamble against the house on yeah. your galactic credits. He's just this guy who's always maybe like one of his bits is he's always trying to like it seems like he's pairing up like uneven droids to try to like give himself better odds to win by offering mm. like ridiculous odds on these tiny droids. Yeah. And then like so you get comedic moments of him being very frustrated when they win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a one punch, like you're talking about, like battle bots, just like uppercut to the chin, and just like the head flies off. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a reference to um to that game. Oh shoot, what's it called? Yes. I love that game. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em, Rock'em Robots. Sock'em Robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. a fun little reference. And that just happens instantly after he's like hyped up, like this little bot to win. It just goes up and punches the other guy in the, <laughs> yeah. in the chin and just wins. Um, I think that the host should be a live actor yeah. in a costume, probably an alien costume. I'm thinking, yeah, rather than That's a human what costume I think too. Um, and I think it would also be fun from a world building perspective to have. Mm-hmm audience members that are actually cast members or animatronic aliens, you know, yeah. or in character, but like they're in the audience just to make mm-hmm. it feel like you really are watching this happen with the locals, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for I'm sure. Saying? Yeah. I actually uh, kind of like, uh, I was going to say like the pod racing, uh, everyone's favorite scene from any of the Star Wars films, oh, no controversy there. Uh, like the huts being up in like their spectator box. So like creating right. our own like version of that too, I think would be cool to kind yeah. of have like, yeah. Having Jabba up there up and then in having a, some there. Well, yeah. Jabba's dead, but having a, a hut up in that um, box would be really neat. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe we see like a bounty hunter or like a, a Mandalorian, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Can I uh, just like instantly put in my resume for this job? Yeah. Of which, on a, which job? Putting on a Star Wars costume and sitting down and watching a show for <laughs> yeah. a whole. Like, doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> sounds like the I best mean, I feel like they the could world. do some of it with animatronics, like some of the more yeah. bizarre creatures. But I think to really make it feel more immersive, you need mm-hmm. humans in there interacting yeah. that are in yeah. costume and staying in character. Well, and since it's, it's like kind of a little bit longer show too, and just the style of it, I think it'd be fun to have like vendors. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like walking up around. and down is like cast members too kind of adding to like the liveliness of like you're actually at like a simulated sports event. Yeah. <laughs> in the Disney That parks. would be cool. That would so be cool. So they're selling like their own Star Wars version of like peanuts and popcorn and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. sick, dude. Yeah, and then 
I, I I was kind of picturing the style of the arena, kind of like almost like a gladiator type ring. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sitting all in the round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with like our entrance there, or yeah. at least like three quarters of it, and then maybe that last bit is where like we have like our big box and like our entrance and stuff, uh, for, so people can get a good view of the cool animatronics. Yeah, I feel like in this instance, to get a little theater technically, I think it has mm-hmm. to be the round because, yeah. like that way, if we're if we're blocking off one section of seating, it's just not going to be able to be staged correctly for yeah. everything to move three sixty. Right. So, um, so yeah, like like a full, like you enter like a basketball arena, right? Yeah, and it has like that drop down jumbotron that we can do the stuff on. And yeah. Um, that like rectangle space in the middle that we can watch everything. I think too, it'd be just a fun little detail. And I know this is also a practical thing that we might have to do anyway, but to have like the microphone hang down, it can lower down from the ceiling and that's how the announcer grabs it. You always see that in wrestling and stuff. He holds the microphone that came down from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, So I think that could be a fun little, you know, thing to do. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, Really fun, kind of making it just like imprinting Star Wars over this like very relatable universe thing, yeah. yeah. Where people are like, "Yeah, I get what all of this is," and now we've Star Warsified it. Would be like, yeah, cool, a cool experience for people. I think yeah. so too, and especially like, and it doesn't take much effort on the Star Wars uh, people for this, but just like keeping the running storylines, right, mm-hmm. and. I think Which is what they what, say they were committing to, and it's like, okay, yeah. now you, you can say that that's what you want to do, but you need to back that up now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a great place for it, and it enhances the experience a ton for mm-hmm. people who come back. Uh, yeah, which is not you know a small percentage of the people who come to to Disney, right? You know. Right. Yeah, and also with like Star Wars fans, you know there will be people watching YouTube recordings. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All of these fights and stuff. Yeah. Well, and it might be cool to build up actual real life fan bases for some of these droids. You know, yeah. and you could start selling merch, you know, because Disney inevitably would, mm-hmm. with, you know, you could have a favorite droid that you want to yeah. see, and you could buy, like, a shirt with your favorite droid on it or talk about mm-hmm. your favorite droid that you saw fight yeah. there. And it's just like a fun little thing. No. And, like, it'd be cool to do, like, meet and greets with the ones that aren't, like, getting ready oh. to perform. Like, having a couple of them, like... Yeah, get your picture maybe, like, taken with the droid. There. Yeah, where you could do, like, a meet and greet with this other battle droid. That would be awesome. Yeah. Plus, this gives us another opportunity to bring in original characters, mm-hmm. which I am all about. I like having original park-based characters, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is an amazing idea, T-Man. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I think this is great. Um, yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that we need to hit on? No, I think we've hit on uh, pretty much everything. That, yeah. Like I said, I kind of had like a general idea of like what I thought would be a fun show, and I think we kind of fleshed out. We gave it a storyline that works, and found some cool ways to make it more interactive uh, mm-hmm. as like a group. And I, I'm really, I wish they would do something like this. I think it'd be, yeah, really, it'd be obviously yeah, a big be undertaking, really cool. yeah. but it could be really awesome. And I feel like this is one that's not 
that hard for them to do. Yeah. You know, it's not like we, we have good ideas on this podcast, but sometimes our ideas are like, okay, well, they'd have to buy another huge parcel of land and they'd have to tear <laughs> this down and they'd have to dig a big tunnel under Magic Kingdom. You know, <laughs> despite the existing tunnels, they'd have to dig tunnels even lower than that. This one doesn't seem that hard, you know, mm-hmm. to make happen. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there are people who in their home lives build battling droids for fun. Yeah. If they can do it, why the fuck can't Disney, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is something that the technology is there. It's not inventing anything new. Mm-hmm. It's right. just a matter of strategic planning and putting in the resources to make it happen. And right. mm-hmm. uh, we're very sad that they're not going to do that. So yeah, like really sad actually. Like I'm, yeah, we want explosions like, and lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I will hell? say that this is probably the closest pitch that we've had from the inception of the show. That is both stylistically really interesting and feasible. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we've had some very stylistically interesting stuff. We've had some very doable things, but, like, this is, like, probably the best fusion of them. So good job, Tanner. Yeah, Thank you. nicely done. And on that note, let's move on to ideas that perhaps are not as feasible or stylistically <laughs> pleasing. <laughs> it is the lightning round. <laughs> I love, I love the hell out of these things, so let's go. Let's go. Spin that wheel. Okay, today we are doing a walkthrough attraction. Um, somebody give an example of a walkthrough. Uh, they have a lot of them in Disneyland uh, Paris, right? Yeah, that's where they're yeah, most those popular. Those are the main they're, places where I'm thinking of them, but there's yeah. also uh, the Robinson Treehouse. Yep, yeah, or as it Swiss became in Disneyland, Treehouse, the Tars yeah. Treehouse. Yeah. yeah, Americans are not as into them. They find them to be boring, but they're still, mm-hmm. they could be, you know, fun. Um, Only but, so exception anyway. is uh, Haunted Houses. Americans yeah. love Haunted Houses. Walking yeah. Yeah. Americans, yeah. Love haunt- Americans love horror. I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So anyway, today we are doing a walkthrough themed to one of our favorite IPs, intellectual properties on this show, The Muppets. Walkthrough starring The Muppets. Who is up first? It's me. I rolled, seriously guys, I rolled this dice three times so that I wouldn't have to go first, and it came up my number every single time. It was a sign error. It's your birthday. You gotta go first. You're the birthday boy. I was explain. That's how I was explaining away cheating. Not going first was by like it's my birthday. They're not, not going to give it. To me. No, the the universe is not allowed. All right, uh, three, two, one, go. So we are going to join uh, Gonzo, Kermit, and the gang as we walk through the streets of old Hollywood in Muppets Noir, and we're going to go solve some crimes and mysteries and explosions. Uh, Old-timey cars breaking through walls. Rizzo the Rat wearing a zoot suit. Uh, Miss Piggy doing some swing dancing. Uh, Roaring Twenties. Muppet Noir walkthrough. That's my pitch. (laughs) Solving the famous Bean Bunny murder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't really love it because I love the Muppets and I love noir. So that's just yeah, like that the one, perfect thing. That one's thing. for you, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that one really hit home. <laughs> <laughs> Jake just like single tear going down his cheek. Like, that was beautiful, man. Uh, oh, that's my number again. Stop it. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> this one is Jake. All right. 
So my idea is that we will be doing a walkthrough of the Muppet Theater where the famous Muppet Show was held. We will get to see the stage. We will get to see the box where Statler and Waldorf live. We get to see Miss Piggy's dressing room and all the funny stuff that ensues there. We'll get to see Dr. Honeydew's lab, uh, Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker. Um, And we'll get to see the crazy experiments. And we'll just get to walk around and see all the wild and crazy things going on in the Muppet Theater. Fozzie's stand-up, the rats, Gonzo's stunts going wrong. <laughs> All right, Team All right, confession time. I kind of liked the Muppets TV <coughs> show uh, that was a workplace documentary. And why I does this seem too. random? Because we will be touring the Muppets work <laughs> workplace offices. <laughs> but of course, like this is the Muppets, so they're not going to be on our tour just boring offices. Like wacky hijinks are going to be happening as they're preparing for different celebrities to come in. Each room will be kind of different as a different Muppet is taking over uh, the duties of their administration. Nice. Yeah, I liked that show. I did. I liked it. I thought it was a fun I learned today because I did not know that that existed. <laughs> you didn't know that it was on. It was on ABC. They only did one season, I think, and then they got canceled. I think it was like Piggy the Office. John Mayer. Yeah, yeah, it was like no, the Office, but with like the it Muppets. Was just like capitalizing on like that Parks and Rec Office phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and like the big thing in it was Kermit and Piggy actually officially were broken up. And um, <laughs> Miss Piggy dates tra- dates Topher Grace at one point and makes out with him. <laughs> um, and Kermit Kermit admits that he and Piggy had those celebrity like what is the celebrity you would have sex with if you had the opportunity? He admits that they had one of those. And Kermit's was Chelsea Handler, and he meets her in an <laughs> elevator and he gets like really nervous. Like, so that's why people were like some people were uncomfortable with the show because it took the Muppets to that level. That sounds awesome. Also, yeah, like, I liked it a lot. I'm super stoked whenever Topher Grace can get into stuff that doesn't suck. I love Topher Grace. He's great. But he's probably like, dude, that guy's got to be like flat broke by now. He hasn't done anything in a long time. He's on a show now. I keep seeing uh, um, ads for on Hulu. I, I think. think it got canceled. Already? I thought it wasn't out yet. <laughs> it's like him and his siblings, or one of them's rich or something. Yeah, I think it, that was like a three-episode-and-done thing. I'd have to, don't, right, don't, hey. quote me, don't quote me on that. We'll look All it right. up. I'll come back next episode and confirm, is Topher Grace eating or not? Right. Uh, <laughs> Topher, if you're out there, come on the cast, buddy. It gets him a little bit of exposure. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. We We're there's not, no payment. We're not going to shit on the Venom thing. Just, like, come and hang out, okay? <laughs> cool. So normally this is the part of the show where I would tell Brock to take us out of here, but he's not here, so what do we do? Uh, our Twitter is uh, <laughs> twitter.com slash msm underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mainstreetmusings. And on Instagram at main underscore street underscore musings. And he would have been Brock. And he's <laughs> not here. so much more professional, boys. <laughs> but if he were here, he would tell us or tell you to uh, rate us five stars. Go vote for our Twitter polls. And uh, see you next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we all go, bye. 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 Call us, Topher. 
droid fighting, droid fighting, droid fighting, droid fighting, droid fighting.